Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Driver Hankins. I'm Jilly Cannon. I'm Rachel And well. the dark one is Jen Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> Coming on here. Okay, so um, before we get going, hold on a sec. So we're here to, uh, tonight is... Oh, <laughs> I've upset Paul. Tonight is uh, Book Club, and um, we're doing Scott Pilgrim, Volume 1, which was Rachel's suggestion. Let's go. Hey. Oh, look at you with your color edition. All right, look at that. <laughs> um, so before we get going, though, uh, Rachel had a birthday yesterday. Oh my god, I forgot! And, uh, oh, little... I'm so sorry. Oh, Aww, look at that! So if you blow really hard, oh. it will blow it out. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, I did it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so happy so. birthday! I wish you their grandkids. Thank you. They'll enjoy the they'll enjoy the red cupcake yes. in your. <laughs> we'll think about you as we enjoy it. But... I wish. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was gonna message you. <laughs> you died yeah, from work. <laughs> did you think fun? I did. Went downtown. Um, ate at a restaurant. Wow. Okay. I mostly worked. Right. <laughs> it was a good day. Okay. Good. <laughs> Yay, that's good. I just wanted to make note of that before we get going. So we're here <laughs> to talk about Scott Pilgrim, yes, which was written by Brian Lee O'Malley. So Rachel, why was this your choice? Um, I think we were talking over what book I was going to pick, and Paul mentioned it, or something. Oh, and it occurred to me, it's it's all Paul, man. But um, it occurred to me how like much of a of a mainstay it is in modern American comics. Yeah. So I figure we have to at least see, even if most of us Alright. Mm -hmm. So how did we enjoy it? Now this is not your first time to read it, I know that. No. <laughs> or Trevor's. It was my first time to read it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Same here. Yeah. Jen! No, I'm kidding. I gave you credit. I gave you credit. <laughs> yeah. I will say, because I read it back in high school, so like rereading again, I'm just like, yep. It's a, yep, it's still a parrot. Scott's still an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like a loser asshole who's like, homeboy, what made you think dating a 17 year old was a good idea? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You know, I, like that dated so well. Like, no, I, I get, I get the reasons why, but still. <laughs> yeah. I also first read this in high school, and I actually didn't realize how old this was. This was written. This was published in two thousand four, volume yeah. one. That is yeah. ancient. I thought it was not that old, <laughs> but um, what was it? I I read it at a time where I wasn't as like discerning of my media, and I was just a much more naive person. And now that I'm looking back on it. One, the art is a lot rougher than yeah. I remember. Yeah. I think it's bad. It's just like, I remember it being more. I don't know. But I can also see, like, it, it looks a lot like my own art, my own, like, ink. <laughs> so I guess that's where that came from. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's like Julia said, um, Scott is an asshole. <laughs> um, I mean, I knew he was a loser back then, but, like, looking. Before, when I read about this 23-year-old, I was 16, 
And I was like, wow, he's in a band. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm 29. Like, oh, he's in a band. Three year old. Yeah. Like, you kind of suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say with the art, you can already see a difference between like the original uh, black and white volume cover and then the color version cover. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I sometimes had trouble distinguishing characters based on the drawing of them. You know, like, yeah, like there's there are points. Yeah, on. like there are points where, like, I thought Neil was Scott and Scott yeah. was Neil. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think it, I got, I started getting it because like Neil's hair was like a little bit like straighter or yeah. longer than Scott's. Like, but then that's that was just my brain just trying to yeah, figure it out. It was like, oh, uh, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that's natural for a, a comic series, you know, this mm-hmm. which is nice to see. Yeah. I think that yeah, it's like you said. It's like it's pretty common. Like especially when a series goes on for like a good old year or two, you start seeing like oh, like there is an improvement, or sometimes their style will change drastically. I've seen that a lot in like some comics and manga. Whenever I used to read them a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And speaking of manga, I think this is. I mean, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. My pretty sure this is like the first like big mainstream Western comic that had a stable manga in. Yeah, uh, I I feel like yeah, just because like with some of the like Western stuff I like I read growing up, like Scott Pilgrim was one of the apparent ones that like did a lot of like um like the memes of like anime and like Japanese video games and the like. So like I think that's I think growing up that's also what dr- like drew me to it and probably like Trevor and Paul as well. Like just reading through it's like oh it's like haha anime reference or haha video yeah. game reference. <laughs> It kind of blazed the trail there because that wasn't necessarily a big thing back then, and now you know everyone is influenced by anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley did take uh, influence from manga when he was doing Scott Pilgrim, so that helped it stand out. Mm. I think that kind of be. Before this, I actually ended up rereading the whole thing in color. Uh, <laughs> I was just in the mood for that. Um, but you, it's uh, more apparent as it goes on because he puts in even more of that influence. Does, does he go back and redo some of the stuff when it's in color? No. Okay. The only thing that changes is it's in color. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It was a chance to maybe... I think they changed like a piece of dialogue, didn't they? Yeah, in the color version, uh, they the color not only adds uh, some some more detail uh but it also changes a joke at least one joke that was originally uh designed or written around it being black and white oh yeah <laughs> didn't wait i thought was it also the captain's like the joke changed because it was a black like they had to you had to explain why the dialogue changed or something yeah there's actually uh in one volume there's a thing that's like this joke was funnier in black and <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's also very self-referential because i mean it talks about that's true have you read the book or what? yeah <laughs> you <laughs> should read the book sometime and then we'll with that in another chapter or something like that yeah. i feel like with the color time. like like if people were to buy the like obviously if they're reading the colored version most likely it's from their fan base like when it was still out so i feel like those jokes are like in a way appropriate with how it's like how it was published before now we get it now it's just like ha i get the reference pull it a pull a captain america queen like i can understand that reference yeah (laughs) i understood that reference (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Jen, what did you think? Um, at first reading it, I was like, am I missing something? Because I only <laughs> got my hands on the first volume and was like, why? Why is it so... I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep reading and only until the very end where they st he started fighting the evil boyfriend. Uh -huh. I'm just like, that's probably why. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> building <laughs> yeah, up to it the... does start out a bit slow. Yeah. 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 It goes from evil boyfriends to evil exes, right? Evil ex boyfriends to yeah. evil exes. Yeah. yeah. It was that way all and, the time. Yeah. And also the art style, too. I thought it was a lot more polished, a lot more round, like it was with the Fairly Art Parents, uh -huh. where you see the the show a lot more round and a lot or square, you know, right. final lines. While I see, I read it now, and it's like, oh, I'm misremembering then. Uh, holding this up again, uh, it's like, yeah. I think the way it looks later is how it looks in your mind's eye. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we hearing um, ourselves through? Probably. Trevor. Uh, okay. I think it's Trevor. I feel like it's Trevor because I keep on seeing his his mic peak whenever I hear the echoes. Okay. Oh. I think and... it's mainly okay. Sorry to go. I think it's mainly just because of you two. Just because you guys are in the same vicinity. I'm assuming. Mm. Maybe. He's in hmm. a different room, but yeah, it's understand. I don't know. Why do y'all scream? Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that was just weird. That's okay. <clears throat> so. um... I guess so. We think Scott Pilgrim's an asshole. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Although he, as the series goes on, he does get better. Yeah. He has some character development to do. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he learns I've, the power of order. He knows he learns the power of self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> Although in the in the comic, it's the power of understanding. Yes. What can all of now? But in the movie, it's the power of self-respect. And then there's uh, so I guess. What do we think about Knives as a character? Seems like just well, kind of a racist stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very much a subject of its time. Um, to me, it seems like I don't think she necessarily, at this point in the story, she's not really meant to serve much of a side showing that is insecure. Mm. You're kind of breaking up, by the way. Um. She, to me, it seems like she's at the, like at this point in the story. She's only really there to show that Scott is insecure and then be cheated on. Yeah. Yeah. So her in the I'll say in the movie I liked that character a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and the and the well, I think the person that played the seven year old is like thirty or something. But that's <laughs> uh, one of the examples of the Asian stereotype character that gets her hair colored. Yeah. I'm sorry, say what? I forgot about that. She's a she's a she's a, an example of the stereotype of the Asian girl that gets her hair colored. Yeah. I will say though, the whole like the reason why she dyed her hair, I feel like that's just like a universal mood of why she did it in the first place. Mm. It's having like a freaking mental breakdown. I was like, you know what? That's not even an Asian thing. That's just normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I totally did not have a blue hair. Blue hair uh, era, I swear to God, no. <laughs> You're just not punk enough. Sorry. Right. I don't, have the face for it. I don't have the face for it. <laughs> and then there's uh, Kim the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of I've always like... had trouble with, like, based on the style, I had trouble 
kind of troubles telling Kim apart from Rose. Same. It's like you would have to like look at the. I feel like you either have to look at the style of their clothing or like at least the fringe of their hair most of the time. Like but I think yeah, eyes, yeah, mm. yeah. But I think it's because like when you're reading, it's like at first glance, I'm like, who the hell are you? And then you see the freckles. Oh, okay, hi Kim. Yeah, but that's that's part of the the art is sort of like you have to like work sometimes against the art in a way to figure yeah. what's going on. Uh, I guess it's like Brian Lee O'Malley, especially early on, had that uh, syndrome where it's like same face. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Where it's like uh, an artist only has so many faces that they can draw, so you have to rely on like clothing and hair. Um, she always seems to be kind of angry. Kim, yeah. yeah. Kim, understandably yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you're a drummer, that just kind of comes with its... What? Yeah, I feel like if you're a drummer, it just kind of comes with its... Yeah. <laughs> being angry. That's very being angry. I don't know, my dad seems like a pretty chill dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird that she would still be in a... I don't see how how Scott lands all these girls growing up. If he's gonna... That's my issue with a lot of romances, especially romance animes. Yeah. My husband and I fight about this a lot. I just don't like romance animes. A lot of the time, the guy does absolutely nothing to like a girl's... Or like, in in real life, no girl would like this guy. Because like, he just does nothing. <laughs> Yet, like, girls are like fighting over them. And it almost yeah. feels like a like the only person who has like a justifiable reason to be crazy about Scott is Knives, and that's because she's young and impressionable. That right. is the only. That and is the only. True. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like she's seventeen, she doesn't know what the world is yet. She was most likely sheltered by her Asian parents because that's how the stereotype is. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could say that. For high school girl <laughs> getting a guy in your twenties like a right of <laughs> Is it really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, like, not for everyone, but, like, yeah. you consider the cool girl, like, have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she would have a, Sometimes some guy in college yeah. was dating her, yeah. Right. Oh, God. Like, I think if I was younger, I'd probably ignore the fact of cause age. <laughs> like, glance it over, it's like, okay, what if, and just forget yeah, about it. I think yeah, I think so, too. But I once I read it. It was, like, much more acceptable. Yeah, I think that's kind of like the down part of like, I guess reading stuff that was like published back in like two thousand four, two thousand five. Because obviously things aren't always going to date well or age well, mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things where it's also a thing of like, <coughs> whenever I read something, like another one is a uh, like, like so like whenever I read something, I always have to try to understand when it was written, mm-hmm. yeah. to at least understand the humor mm-hmm. to like really enjoy it. Because obviously, if you were to watch like if someone were to watch or read Scott Pilgrim today and not like really understand that it was like written and drawn in 2004 everyone's gonna be like oh my god this is supporting that one word I'm not gonna say right now what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah same, I get you yeah. it was funny time, looking though, back realized... on a lot of the oh sorry <laughs> um, it was funny looking back on all the, the references that had dated basically like we heard this thing called Amazon <laughs> I no, what is it? You can buy CDs there. I like, oh. I like the fact that she personally right deli- like she delivers everything personally. She's like the one delivery person for a Toronto in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to go back a little bit to Knives because I realized Scott like never really like 
kisses her or anything in the book. He like doesn't even hold her hand really. So I mean, it's like he knows it's a little weird to have a seventy-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, I think like he's boasting about it a lot. That I have a girlfriend, and everyone points out she's young, homeboy. Oh but <laughs> he, he never does anything about it. So but I think at a certain age for guys, you want to have a girlfriend, and you know, at least you, know, you can say you have one, even though if it's kind of. Platonic, yeah, it's like it's like in that weird sense of like it's like what Rachel said. It's like the rite of passage for dating an adult for knives, and then with uh, Scott, it's like he's like he knows it's weird. Though he was also in that weird sense of like it, it's been it was like properly hinted, like dude, like you haven't dated someone in a year since so and so. So it, it was that weird sense of like his reason for it is like he wanted some sense of normalcy, even though in reality that is not freaking normal, my, my dude. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to cope. Yeah, like it's 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 like a good. I'm um, sorry, I should. I'll retract. It's like it's basically whenever um, someone asks for like, what's a good reason why this person's doing it? Sometimes it's not a good reason. It's just a reason. Right. That's it's a reason. reason. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's not a good reason, but it answers your question. It's like, why is he doing this? He wants to cope. <laughs> well, sometimes you... is it a good reason? No. Some some people need somebody else, yeah. even if it's ten, yeah. you know, not tangible or whatever. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's, of course, Ramona, who, why is she attracted to Scott? <laughs> Ramona, okay, Ramona is the quintessential Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Whenever anyone thinks of Manic Pixie Dream Girl, they think of, like, at least the movie Ramona. That's like, for anyone who don't know what, for anyone who doesn't know what a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is, it's basically, like, the girl of, like, the ideal like, she likes you without you having to do any work, and she's like quirky and mysterious, and just immediately attractive. Right. Yeah. I think it's like in the same sense. Like, sorry, I'm like fast forwarding a bit to past volume one. It's like in the same. It's kind of. I feel like it's also in the same vein of like in a way Scott looking for a sort of normalcy, but it's hella un unhealthy. Because like obviously with Rona, she has her own like baggage going on with whatever Lots the heck she too. did. So it's like it's like two different sides of like the same situation, and it's just it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see why she would be necessarily, you know, attracted yeah. to him because he doesn't bring anything to the table, really. Yeah, it's also like I like it's one of those things where it's like like this is like saying like it's a reason. It's um. Like uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't read like the entirety of Scott Pilgrim. It's like the sense of like. He like apparently like he's also the nicest per one of the nicest people he's ever dated, which is kind of sad. Yes, and I'm just yeah. like, that's a reason to. That's probably like probably a reason to why. <laughs> but you don't. It know was that like, yeah. But you don't know that when a guy comes up to you at a party and says, "Hey, you want to go yeah. out?" You know, oh, you're that's the true. Person well, he gave him a chance. Well, that's the thing. Like he like she gave him a chance, and then apparently it's nice if someone decide like says it's fine. It's fine not to have sex on the first date. Apparently that's like highest peak like standard back in like god knows well, yeah I, I think the idea is like ramona learns that um scott can see her in his like dream space um so she's like oh you're special yeah i guess <laughs> that's like yeah. the biggest justification i can think of for it yeah <laughs> which is but you know it's one of those i feel like it's, it's, it's like a subject of its time I think it's just one of those things where, like, the guy, it's playing into the idea that the guy doesn't have to do anything, that can just, like, sit there and twiddle his thumbs while girls 
fall all over him. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. I will. Happen. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that doesn't happen yeah. in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it fantasy. Yeah. I will say one thing about Scott Pilgrim with how much it's dated is obviously you know like how with. Not just like the reading community, but I guess the internet as a whole. If they see a storyline, they see that it's fucked up or something. Sorry, um, like they'll uh, like deem it as just a bad book or bad story altogether. And then there's like people who are like us going like, yeah, like oh, you're reading it and you're seeing that Scott's an asshole and he's doing these things, or you're seeing that like this character is like a total B or whatever the hell. That's kind of the point of the story. I don't know what to tell you. Not each story is going to be sunshine and rainbows. It's apparent that, like, Scott was an asshole. He was written to be one, hence the character development. You think he's going to be, like, a good guy throughout the entire thing? No. That's already set in volume one where they see him kind of doing, like, bad things. But obviously it's gonna ha it's a story, so there has to be some sort of development, not just with Scott, but with everyone else around him and, like how the story progresses, which right. is something I've always noticed with stories and this, like, I guess people like, um, like, I guess like quote unquote critiquing a story. It's like when they, when they deem, it's not even the protagonist or like, say if this like someone who's just a bad person, if they like the character, mm. it's kind of like, oh, they're, they're bad because of X, Y, Z, but what about how they're written? What about this? What about that? It's like, it's like those things go out the window solely because this person is like a bad person, like in that in that sense. Okay. I was rambling. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm with you oh. in that I don't think it has to, the story has to be perfect or even good for you to mm -hmm. like it. Yeah, <laughs> and like even if Scott Pilgrim's story is bad, it's still like an enjoyable comic to mm -hmm. read. Yeah, for a lot of for a variety of reasons. Like yeah. one thing I'm thinking about now. It's a good example of magical realism, which is an, the idea is like the world is um, like the same as ours, like grounded in reality, except for like a few things that are like weird. And it's never explained why they're weird, they just are. Like, you know, in Scott Pilgrim's setting is more or less normal Toronto until like the evil ex-boyfriends like come down from the heavens and they start duking it out and there's a musical number. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Toronto, though. Okay. Hmm. You know, I said let me ask my Canadian friend real quick. Okay. Uh, I guess one thing I want to mention about the stories uh, with uh, Ramona is clear that uh, she is clear that throughout the story she kind of has her own baggage to deal with as well. Yeah. Right. Which are those? Yeah. So she's Seven imperfect as well. Oh yeah, but it's just she seems more. You know. The, she seems to have more around the ball than he does. Yes. And, you know, she's made decisions to change her life. She's hoping for the better. I mean, she moved from New York to Toronto to try to get away from, you know, Gideon and all that. And she's trying, she's making decisions. Scott just sort of seems like, you know, do you have a job? Oh, no. You know, and he's sleeping on the bed with a friend, you know. Yeah. That's a weird little <laughs> relationship that is. And his friends also constantly call him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I feel like though that's a good that's a good like sense of friends. <laughs> in this comic. What? It's just it's so like it's so two thousand four, all the homophobic jokes. <laughs> like wow, it was a different time. And it wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean the I mean but he's uh what's his name? Wallace? Yeah. Wallace Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. 
Okay, I knew Wallace was in there. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, as a character, he's pretty likable. Because he's got kind of, you know, this sort of little edge to him. And he kind of, you know, I he's sarcastic. And he kind of pushes, tries to push Scott to do something. Yeah. You know. As it's a, like, homeboy, get your shit together, please. <laughs> yeah. Get the and, fuck out of my house. <laughs> Sorry. He's basically like his guardian throughout the, at least for yeah. the first volume. He's like, quit with a girlfriend or like, what do you want to do? Like, even though he's like basically giving him a living space and whatever he needs he's still like actually being a parent and taking care yeah. of him like okay. decide yeah. on something yeah I mean, he's, he's not a funny wallace kind of plays the part of the straight man but he's like <laughs> 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 wow i love the irony of it's like you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like wallace too yeah he's... not just because he has the same last name as me well, that's part of it. <laughs> Is he related? No. <laughs> no. I wish. I feel like we all like at these need like a Wallace Walls in our lives to just get our shit together. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, I think he's also really good to you know he's really good to Scott and Scott doesn't necessarily give anything back. Yeah. Scott's kind of a taker in the first volume. Freeloader. Yeah. Freeloader. Yeah. yeah. Kind of feel like. <laughs> You kind of feel like he got together with Nice because she could afford to give him a bus pass or something. You know, kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I also, where was I going with this? Um, Kurt, I remember like there was another point with Wallace as well. It's like he's that good. He's like that good, like um, like crossed with like morally great. He's not necessarily telling him to make a specific choice, but he's telling us like, dude, you have to like stop being indecisive and just be like decisive Make like if you really yeah. want this it's like it's kind of, it's like in the movie you got to step up your game Scott break out the L word uh, lesbian <laughs> the other L word Lesbians, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like he's basically going like well if you want to do this you got to do that stop being a little baby about it Jesus yeah. and then sleeps and then sleeps with Scott's sister's boyfriend <laughs> yeah well yeah. That, one, that part was funny <laughs> Messed up, but funny. Yeah, it's, uh, it does well in the movie. I, uh, since I reread the series through the color volumes, I also read all the extra stuff in the back, and uh, some of it was uh, Brian Lee O'Malley talking about what led into making the series, and uh, part of that was uh, some of the characters and events were based on uh, st people he actually knew or situations he was actually in like there was a point where he uh, platonically <laughs> shared a bed with another guy uh, oh, huh? because of the situation <laughs> that sounds about right <laughs> so oh. that kind of went into uh, Scott sharing a platonically sharing a bed with, it, I, and uh, I'm sure that happens and you know if you're really struggling yeah I got a bed and, you know you can sleep with me kind of a thing yeah yeah I mean that <laughs> Like we, do, like we do, like we do, like we do convention rules. We sleep on opposite sides. Like we sleep on opposite sides. Turn towards the turn towards the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and then there's I guess the there's Stephen Stills and Stephen Stills and Young Neil, which I always yeah. think is kind of a, a reference to Stephen Stills and Neil Young. But, that is actually <laughs> <a good reference laughs> to... <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I don't know. I guess, well, Neil Young is a Canadian. I don't know if Steven Stills was. I don't know. But that's kind of a cute little... For 2004, that's a little past the, you know, CSNY kind of. <laughs> no, he, uh, Bradley O'Malley did take the name Scott Pilgrim from the Plum Tree song of the same name. I did read that. I never knew. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, saw them uh, live ah. back then. Okay. So he does, uh, Plum Tree was like pretty unknown at the time so and he found their cds and he really got into them <laughs> have you listened to them what have you listened to them <laughs> i have not oh, i'm just curious maybe we should <laughs> yeah we should be playing them in the background right now <laughs> so, we, so this won't be on youtube yeah uh another interesting thing is in the color version uh he actually shared the original pitch Oh, wow. Oh, cool. And uh, in the pitch, it does mention uh, he wasn't actually sure at the time he put out volume one, uh, how many, or was going to put out volume one, how many volumes it would be. He was like, the obvious answer is seven, but I can probably do it in less. <laughs> <laughs> I did in six, so. Yeah. Well, the Cardinal twins kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to get too far ahead of us yeah. ourselves talking about Volume <laughs> five, you know. Yeah. Um, By the way, it's, uh, it was interesting reading the uh, extra material because it also gives insight into what he was thinking at the time. Right. So I assume, yeah, it's based on people, he, you know, his own yeah. life in a way. Yeah. 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 Would, As, he, uh, would he be the. I mean, he's not Scott Pilgrim, is he? I mean, you know. Uh, I'm not sure what he was. Yeah, what he was, yes, yeah. <laughs> Interesting to find that out. Yeah. We should have him on the show and tell us. Because <laughs> I'm sure he's just waiting for the call. Uh, all right. Anything else anybody wants to say? Uh, at Comic Con, I, we actually met Brian Lee O'Malley. Right. Cool. He signed. Oh. Yo, that's rad. I want to think that the reason why we thought like the like the book was a bit more polished, like uh, don't quote me because I could be a hundred percent wrong. Like maybe we thought it was more polished because of like how I guess how much traction say maybe the movie got, especially with that trailer that was really animated. Yeah. And then on top of the video game, and obviously mm. like maybe yeah. that I'm just trying to think about maybe like obviously when we first read something for the first time we think it's like amazing or something and then read it years later obviously we start seeing little kinks because like we got older yeah. but I want I also want to think that like maybe we just thought like it was a bit more like clean just because of how we saw like how like the reason like everything after the book was made like say the movie the trailer for that the video game kind of like all that uh, good stuff best uh, comparison I can think of at the top of my head is like uh, when Kingdom Hearts HD came out uh, yeah. it actually, <laughs> it actually uh, looks better than the original Kingdom Hearts but in your yeah. in the back of your mind you think that's what the original Kingdom Hearts looks like I know <laughs> yeah, but I play a remastered game I just think like this is just what the game looked like to me back then Yeah. yeah. really like what and Nostalgia. I look back on the actual game and I'm like hey Oh, life has been a lie. Especially yeah. loading yeah, times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. because no, I got that. No, I got that revelation with a like. Sorry, off topic. Like Resident Evil Four, where I was playing it on my PS2, and then I was trying to get from one room to another. I'm like, I 
fucking grab water and come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie itself, I don't think, was a huge success. When I, yeah, uh, but like a lot, of, like I think like a lot of like jokes and memes came out of it, to say the possible, least. Possible, but I mean, I don't think it yeah. was like a runaway box office yeah. smash. I true, but I think, I think it was like yeah. people love it. Yeah, well, critically, I, and I think when they make a movie, they're going, "Oh, I hope the critics like it." I think they're hoping they make a lot of money. Yeah, I do remember it. when <laughs> we saw the movie in the theater originally, and uh, I remember in real time, it was like no one really saw it, and then it got bigger later when it came out on home video uh, because mm. of like positive word of mouth. Yeah. So yeah. From story there, of so many classic movies. Yeah. <laughs> so from there, they're able to actually make their money back. Right. Like I guess for like a, I guess a good reference for this time is like how Among Us was like how the game Among Us was nothing and not everybody wants to play it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's the true. It was everywhere. <laughs> Among Us. Uh, so That's right. Is anyone gonna be watching the anime? It's I'd coming out to. next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah so yeah, because it's coming out on Netflix, right? Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. They got the entire movie cast. And instead of that is wild Amazon, she delivers Netflix CDs, or DVDs, which yeah. they don't do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's in, funny. Yeah. I guess Amazon's a competitor. Uh, I guess I'll briefly mention the Scott Pilgrim movie is uh, still currently my favorite movie ever. Aww. <laughs> Is it has my the simple answer is it has everything. <laughs> it does. It it really goes hard yeah. when it didn't have to. Like, we watched the movie before reading the book. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, we actually saw the movie first, and then we went back and read the comic. So, if we're gonna talk about, I think the movie does takes the story and condenses it really well yeah yeah especially with the con especially with what was there at the time because if i'm correct the movie was made even before the book ended right yeah. right but it just seems yeah. to me like there's like a lot of characters that kind of come and go in, in the story and they don't really have a i don't think really have a, a purpose besides just sort of showing back you know history or whatever or scott yeah i mean it's just I, I think the movie does a really good job of taking taking this and sort of making it into a, mo a good movie. I think yeah. if, if it was just like the book, it would not be as good, I don't think. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that happens a lot, though, with movie adaptations of, like, uh, books and, like, video games and stuff. Like, obviously, they're, it's, like, a lot of stuff is going to be hashed out, whether if it's because of time yeah. or maybe, like, the writer's room. There were certain stuff the writers wanted to put in there, but because of big people, they're saying, like, no, nah, we got to do this or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's. I don't know if I talked about it with y'all or with someone else, but like, have y'all noticed movie adaptations of like works that aren't finished yet? Always the best. Like there's Scott Pilgrim, there's Akira. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that I can't think of. Well, like that's two. Yeah. It's weird that it happened twice. Yeah. <laughs> but it happens a lot. <laughs> and that's a, that's a whole trend there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As more stuff, I'm sorry, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I played. I also played the video game on um, PS3 with all the DLC, but then I <laughs> later got the uh, physical re-release. Uh, hey yo. Uh, and I also have uh, this full color odds and ends. Also, so oh fun. Really Melly. Uh, I will also mention all the stuff that's in uh, this was reprinted in the uh, color volumes. 
Like, uh, nice. the, the free comic book day issue of Scott Pilgrim was reprinted in here, and then it was also reprinted in color volume three because it takes place between uh, volumes three and four. Mm. So, I guess, would we recommend the book to somebody who has not read it yet? Yeah, that's uh, a good read. I would. Uh, I would yeah. I would definitely recommend the movie, but I would also yeah. recommend the comic. <laughs> <laughs> Jen? I didn't hear you. I would recommend it. Sorry, there was noise happening. Right. Um, I would definitely recommend it with an open mind, especially because they have to consider the time that this was yeah. released and taking place. So, especially in the time there was no internet, or not no internet, but you know, it's not as no <laughs> smartphones. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't as prevalent as it yeah. is now. Yeah. The furthest it gets of technology, I think, is like the PSP Go. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. Wait, uh, didn't like Scott like have a DS or something, or something, uh, or was yeah. it a game? He has some okay. sort of game. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he does order on the, and back then the internet was really slow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like getting flashbacks of like the AOL like dial-up sound. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I remember the first time I tried to buy something on Amazon. I was like, oh, this will never take, take off. <laughs> no, <it's so> long. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just be happy with what you uh, have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have we, uh, have we finished asking who would recommend it? Yeah, Trevor, <laughs> do you have anything you want to say? I know you're saving your voice. I would, I would highly recommend uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, the book and the movie. <laughs> okay. I would also especially recommend it in color. Okay. You can the black and white is a good read, but the color does actually add to it. Right. Especially like distinguishing characters. Yeah, that would help a lot, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll also just quickly show up. I do have all the black and white. Let's go. And I do, do have all the heavy hard. <laughs> Let's go. Color. <laughs> Right. I would also recommend the video game. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is it play like the story or? What? Uh, the video game is uh, based on the comic. Uh huh. Um, or I guess you could say it's kind of it combines elements from the movie and the comic. Uh, it plays like a. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah, it's a beat 'em up. Uh, kind of like the River City series that Scott Pilgrim takes influence from. <laughs> uh. Or like those old Simpsons arcade games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that also gives you a condensed version of the story. Okay. So mm -hmm. is it... So anybody else have anything to say? I don't try to cut anybody off. Uh, I would say uh, one thing I... Uh, one difference uh, between... One thing I uh thought the movie did better than the book was the fight with uh Lucas Lee because <laughs> in uh in the book uh when it actually happens it's kind of build up to it just kind of feels like it just kind of happens in the background when it actually does happen it feels a little uh anticlimactic yeah. or underwhelming whereas in the movie they uh took that and expanded on it to make it feel more climactic. Yeah. Didn't you tell a story about the director of the film in that location? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's in here. 
good notes. Yeah, so Bradley O'Malley actually said with uh, that bit, uh, one day I walked by Casa Loma and they were filming a movie. The movie was called The Perfect Man starring Hilary Duff. I thought to myself, Lucas Lee should be in town because he's shooting a movie at Casa Loma with a Hilary Duff type, which produced a scene in this book and the minor character Winifred Haley. Years later, the Scott Pilgrim movie came back and filmed a fake movie shoot at the same location. And guess what? Scott Pilgrim <laughs> producers Mark Platt, Adam Siegel, and Jared LaBeouf produced at that location in 2005. That's right, The Perfect Man. <laughs> it was very weird for all of us, especially when Jared and I later played the video games version of this scene. So meta. This kind of goes along with the whole meta. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah. All right. So, is it whose turn is it to pick? I think it's Trevor's turn to pick one. Yes, and what have you, do you have any ideas you want to throw around? <laughs> Which is hard, I know, because he's, he's... Yeah. I have three options. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'll couple them, or, I'll couple them, uh, are gonna look intimidating, it's only because of the Collections I have. <laughs> they are for demonstration purposes. Right. Uh, one of them is uh, Bone. Bone. Okay. Uh, has any has anyone read Bone before? No. Mm -mm. Oh, Rachel has. What? Y'all haven't read Bone? <laughs> it's a high fantasy comic by <laughs> Jeff Smith. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have the all-in-one edition, but, uh, would be like, uh, it would just be like Bone Book One. Okay. Yeah, hang on, I think I found it. <laughs> we haven't decided on it yet, so don't play the <laughs> I know, uh, but does it have to Uh, another I thought was, uh, Secret reverse. It's fighting. <coughs> yeah, it's, Older uh, man. Secret reverse is by uh, Kazuki Takahashi, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, How did I not know this? I didn't know uh, they made Marvel. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a manga, but it's made in the style of a Western comic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome, actually. But it and. It also like reads from left to right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, neat. That's gonna throw me off a little. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he was actually approached by Marvel to do it. Oh, interesting. Oh, nice. Uh, the other thing was uh, Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Stan well, I haven't read it, but like I figured it'd be a good choice. <laughs> uh. Alright, but with how long, uh, Usagi is a long-running comic by Stan Sakai that's set in feudal Japan. Right. Uh, the size is intimidating, the overall size of the work is intimidating, looks intimidating, trying to say it right, but it's written in such a way that you can jump in at, like, almost any point. Oh, uh, I was thinking uh, specifically of uh, book 12, which is the grass cutter story because it's a famous arc. Yeah. Okay. Have you found that, Julia? 
Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I vote for Bone because that was my favorite childhood comic. I'm down. I think everyone should read it. Right. <laughs> I'm fine with it because we own it already. <laughs> <laughs> I think y'all should read all of it, but like you know, <laughs> one. Yeah, well. I was thinking of Bone too. Okay. Yeah, I saw the cover of it. It looks cool. Because I was kind of leading to <laughs> the Kazuki, but I was like, you know, we'll leave that for another something else. Alright, All right. so, Bone? Yes. Yeah. We'll regroup on mm -hmm. when we'll actually have the next... It's already in my cart. <laughs> right. So, there is... 12 will be Bone, Volume 1. Alright. Or Book 1. Alright, so. Phew, that decision made. Yeah. Alright. I already sent the link, the decision's already locked in. Right. Okay. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you must buy it. All right. Uh, so until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. Trevor Hankins. I'm Julia Cannon. I'm Jen Moreno. I'm Rachel Wells. You've been on the air with Power Squared. Bye. Yay. <laughs>